0: What's up, bitches? And happy Sunday. It is your favorite time of the week. Brunch with Desby podcast. My name is Des. I go by Desby. And we are here today for a very special episode. Before we get into it, though, I want to tell you guys, um, make sure you check the description links right away in the show notes. Um, I have a ton of new things coming we we will just dive into everything that has literally just occurred within the past five days. Um, however, my new um, glute bands are releasing. I have new merch coming. I have a lot of things to wrap up the year, even though the year just shot me in the foot. Um, but I do want to make sure that you guys know what's going on. And I don't want to spend a lot of time here um, rambling and you know giving updates on shit personally I don't care about right now. So check out those show notes so you know what's going on. Make sure you're in my Facebook group. Uh, Make sure that you're on my Instagram for all the goodies to come. Um, But guys, I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. I'm so excited. I'm literally just gleaming fucking ear to ear right now. And I feel like a lot of you guys who follow my journey are probably to be honest, doing the same thing. Like, just listening to this podcast, you're probably smiling in the fucking car, you're walking outside, and you're just like, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear this. Or even if you already heard it when I did my IG live, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is chills. Um, So, what I'm gonna be sharing with you guys today is my birth story. Yay! I'm currently sitting with my Sunday drink. I actually have a venti um, cold brew today pretty fucking pumped about that. Um and I'm sitting in a fucking big ass pad, bigger than like a maxi pad, with granny panty underwear on and a perineal ice pack up my vagina. Um maybe not up my vagina, but on my vagina. So That is what we're talking about today. Um, I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so fucking excited to share. I I guess we're like two minutes in and I'm just gonna keep fucking telling you guys. I'm so fucking excited to share this story. So without further ado, bitches, strap up. Put your strap on, on. Figure out what mindset you need to be in to receive this fucking story and let's get into it. Is good um, i don't i don't I try not to say that in vain too much but for lack of better terms literally jesus christ is the last thing that i really shouldn't be saying should be saying like holy fuck! what the fuck? um my my goodness i don't know whatever you want to say guys it has been the craziest past i'll say five days of my life I, I like almost, I almost get, um, literally loss of words. Like it's almost like my brain goes blank when I start to kind of speak on what happened because honestly, I don't think I've really been able to process it yet, but I wanted to do this podcast right away because there was just so much happened. I don't want to forget either. You know what I mean? Like I want to document everything and, um, a lot of moms actually forget birth And it's almost like a mechanism in the brain where it's like, hey, bitch, I'm going to make you forget how much fucking pain you're in so that one day you want to do it again. So I want to make sure that I tell the story so that not only I remember, but like I can listen to this podcast and just bring me back and everything in between. So number one, Des, what the fuck you're telling me you gave birth? Yes, I did. Yeah, I fucking did. I literally pushed a baby out. I can't believe my body did that. I cannot believe that I did that. As you guys know, my due date wasn't for another eight weeks. All right. So I was 31 weeks pregnant, 31 weeks and four days um, when I gave birth. Uh, As of Friday, so as of yesterday, this is September 11th, I would have been 32 weeks. All right. So I had I had two months for this baby to still cook. And typically for your first pregnancy, most women also go over term, right? They go over 40 weeks and they're fucking miserable. So I was like, not there yet. I mentally, physically, everything was, I was not there yet. So I wanna recap how this all started, all right? Number one, my pregnancy so far, that was weird. I just said my pregnancy so far. My, my pregnancy throughout, because it is now over, I had a great pregnancy. Um, I was sick in the beginning, all normal shit, you know, nothing crazy. My doctor monitored me just like any other patient. It was my first pregnancy, therefore not a lot of things to go off of. Um, but my doctor did what she was supposed to do. You know what I mean? My, my doctor is a fucking bomb. Um, shout out to Michelle Birkenholz here in Columbus, Ohio. And so nothing, there was no red signs right there was no nothing nothing saying hey let's let's check this out all right I worked out just like I normally did which is always encouraged uh, modified when needed went on walks um, rested when I needed I mean I was eating enough plenty enough everything was perfect all right so let's go ahead and start this past weekend all right this is a week weekend of September the 4th On the third, technically, my family came in to visit. So Wyatt went to Florida to visit his dad, who lives there now. And my family came in for the weekend because I was having a virtual baby shower. When I was planning this weekend, I told my mom, because it was Labor Day weekend. Coincidental. Fucking labor. What the hell? Um, I told my mom, hey, I want to get everything done in the nursery. You know, Wyatt is a great help, but when him and I get lazy together right now, we're fucking lazy. Right. So I told my mom, like, I just want to get a ton of shit done around the house. Looking back, was I naturally nesting? Like, I don't know. It was just one of those things. I was like, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. So my mom comes in and my sister, my niece and my brother, and we just, we fuck it up. I mean, the whole weekend we're working again, nothing strenuous. I just want to like, again, disclaim that right i'm not doing anything i've never had before this is a typical weekend um if anything i'm just you know putting diapers away and we washed all the baby clothes and all this stuff just so that in two months or less or more we just knew that we would be ready um so friday we did that saturday i had my virtual baby shower um everything was fine going great sunday everything was fine going great uh we went to top golf like all these fun things right Monday, I wake up. So this is Labor Day. And I noticed when my family left, so this is around 1 p.m. on Monday the 7th, I noticed that I wasn't feeling him kick as often as I normally did. So baby sugar is a squirmy motherfucker, all right? So when he was in my belly, there would be times he literally would make me nauseous because of how much he moved around and wiggled. Like it was just, it was the weirdest feeling. Pregnancy is crazy, but it was just weird, right? So when I realized he wasn't moving as much, I kind of chalked it up to number one, don't be over dramatic. Des, you're fine. You're fine. Shut up. You're fine. Um, and number two, chalked it up to, well, I am getting bigger. He is also getting bigger every week babies get bigger and they run out of room, right? So at the end of pregnancy, more near the end, you start to see fetal changes in movement because they are are cramped in there, right? So it's not like they can move around as much. So I kind of just chalked it up to that, but was still paying attention to it. Went to work out, um, went on a little walk. Again, a normal day for me. When I got home, I picked up Wyatt from the airport. Then we kind of just chilled the rest of the night, right? We're laying in bed. And to be honest, we're planning on having a good, having a good bang. You know what I'm saying? Got a little bang. I know she ain't finna cut a fucking bang. (laughs) Please tell me someone knows that audio clip, that meme. Please, for the love of God. So we're planning on having a nice little session, right? But when he got home, not only was he super tired, but to be honest, I, I knew something was wrong. Like it was only getting more and more worrisome. The only reason I did not go in somewhere that night was because I had an, an appointment the next day. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna see my doctor tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm good, he's moving. But I noticed I, I was feeling him maybe like fucking once an hour, you know? But like I had to almost pay very close attention to make sure I was feeling him. So Wyatt and I end up going to sleep Um, I didn't really want to have sex because again, like I, I know my body and I was like this, I don't want to fuck it up. Right. Not that sex hurts your baby at all. But I was like, I I just don't know what's going on. And also like, I was so worried, not in the mood. So while we're sitting there throughout that day, I noticed I was getting a lot of Braxton Hicks, which again, very common chalked it up to commonality that night. I was up almost every hour um, I was trying to wake him up, so to speak, right? So I was like, maybe he's sleeping. I drank cold water. I switched sides. I, I'm i pushing on my belly to try to get him to move. And he's just not, not, not moving. Like just, maybe even if he did, it was like to the point where I was almost over analyzing movements. And I'm like, I don't think that was him. Was that him? Was I, was that a like gas bubble? I don't know what's going on. Woke up in the morning took the trash out. Wyatt's, I sat back down on the bed. I was supposed to go work out. Wyatt had a car appointment to drop off his car. And he was like, are, you know, are you okay? What, like, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing. No, it's, it's nothing. He's like, tell me. And I just said, you know, I'm, I'll be honest. I, I just haven't really felt him move a lot. And I, I just don't think something's right. He's like, Des, you know, this happened to you before, early in pregnancy. Like, don't freak out about it. He's fine. He's all good. So I'm sitting here stroking my belly. And I literally say out loud, I'm like, baby, like, move a little bit. Just give me something. Move a little bit. All of a sudden, I swear to you, he kicked me. He did. Like a, a very violent volt, uh, jolt. I could tell. I'm like, okay, all right. I, I, I'm good. I can make it to my appointment. You know, I'm good. I get out the fetal Doppler that I have <laughs> worst fucking decision ever. I put the fetal Doppler on my belly. So this is where you can listen to the heartbeat, right? It's kind of like an at home heart rate monitor, right? It picked up nothing. Let me re- reiterate that. It, it There was nothing. Okay. I was putting it around my whole belly where I have before and it worked. And all you heard was like the skirt, like the, like it was trying, like it was rubbing against your skin, not picking up anything. I immediately fucking threw it down, started crying. I'm freaking out. And I called my doctor, got her assistant and said, hey, listen, here's what's going on. She's like, let me page Dr. Birkenholtz real quick. I know you have an appointment later, but maybe she can get you in, right? We're all kind of like just chilling. It's like, hey, this might be happening. What's going on, whatever. Dr. Birkenholtz tells me to go to the hospital where she is at that day. She's at Mount Carmel, St. Anne's, which coincidentally was going to be my birth hospital that I had pre-registered to deliver just two weeks ago. So you can pre-register to deliver so that when you get there, you don't have to fill out a bunch of fucking paperwork because you know, it's inevitable. And so I did that just two weeks ago, just because I was like bored. And I was like, why not do it now? So I show up at the hospital, Wyatt and I leave right away. And you know, we've just put the dogs up. We don't think anything of it. I'm kind of freaking out driving there, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be in the safest place possible. And this was the first time Wyatt got to come to a quote unquote appointment with me, right? He hasn't been able to go to anything. So to go to the hospital with me, I was like, hell yeah, come put your mask on. You know, let's fucking go together. Worst case scenario, and I and I had to prepare for this. If I lost this baby, I could not fucking be alone. I could not be alone and it it literally brings almost tears my eyes and chills because of some parents and moms out there that might have had to fucking go through that this year having to be alone for a hard doctor's appointment you know what I mean so prayers to all those families out there and um, even those who are just affected by the loss of babies so I knew I couldn't be alone why it comes with me we lay down on the bed they admit me and they hook me up with these two little like straps to measure contractions and then heart rate of the baby. They put everything on me and immediately we hear the heart rate, right? We hear, we hear him in there, he's buzzing, but he's not moving. What the fuck? You know, I'm we're still confused. So, I I'm sitting there for an hour on this machine. They're they're coming in, they're coming out, they're just asking me questions. We got some, you know, doctor residents obviously practicing you know what what is your gestational age have you done this have you you know whatever so I'm just like yada yada I look at Wyatt I'm like dude I'm fucking ready to go home here we are they ended up stimulating him so they put like a little vibrator on my belly and to kind of like wake him up right like okay move around and he did he starts jolting everywhere he just like normal right after about a five minute span though it goes away same thing he goes right back into like that hibernation so i'm kind of like i had this gut feeling i really did i'm like dude something is still not right and i told wyatt i said what are we going to do after this like when i leave you know assuming i was going to leave without a baby and have him in my belly still am i going to be on bed rest am i going to be able to work out am i going to be able am i going to be in the hospital until i deliver because that happens a lot too um, like what the, what's next, right? The doctor comes in the little, re- the resident, not the little resident, sorry. No offense. The resident, she comes in and she says, Hey, um, baby is active in alive and well, but we've noticed when you contract, because I was having, like I said, all those Braxton Hicks, right? They weren't Braxton Hicks. They were fucking real contractions. Okay. They said, when you contract, the baby's heart rate goes down. So what that shows is that the baby cannot handle the stress of labor, right? Cannot handle the stress of contractions. We're gonna keep you monitored right now and we're gonna have a BPP test. So they bring in, um, I think it's called... (laughs) I said on my live, I'm like, I think that fucking stands for like beer pong pong. I am not sure um, we were not throwing ping pong balls into red solo cups during this test. Um, But the BPP test tested out of a point system of 10. All right. So they look for fetal movement that counts as like some X amount of points. They look for amniotic fluid, X amount of points, Um, diaphragmatic movement. So like they take practice breaths in the womb because they do not breathe on their own yet. So during this 30 minute scan, they have to see it happen for at least 20 seconds, right? And babies typically only do it about two times per hour. So they told me we just might get lucky and see it, but also don't be worried if we don't. So they test for that and then there was one other thing, forgive me, if you wanna look it up again, it's called a BPP test. Anyway, baby ends up scoring a six out of 10. They weren't super worried about it. Cause again, they saw movement. They're seeing a heart rate. They're seeing my amniotic fluids good. They're seeing this. They're just not seeing that breathing. Um, and so they said, you know, Hey, no worries yet. We're still going to play all precautions. Um, but typically babies sometimes test at a six out of 10. We retest you in five hours and you're an eight out of 10, you know, and you're fine. So I was like, okay, not a big deal. Doctor comes in, Dr. Birkenholz. She's like, girl, what are you doing here? Kind of, you know, breaking the mood. She said, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am really shocked. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I'm going to swab you. So she ended up going down in my vag for a second, right? She was down there. She didn't check me for like being dilated, but she was down there for a second to see maybe what was going on. And there was obviously no signs. So she said that, um, you know, hey, I, I don't have the warm fuzzies about sending you home. So I want to keep you here. We're probably going to admit you overnight because we need to just get a little bit of a clearer picture of what could be going on. I'm going to have you sent to a more in-depth ultrasound and we'll go from there. So they end up admitting me to the actual hospital, right? I get moved to the, I think it's the labor and delivery unit, right? I actually get put into one of the rooms with nurses They wheel me down about 30 minutes later to the ultrasound where the girl pretty much does another anatomy scan, right? So she's testing, you know, are the liver, uh, livers working, the livers, (laughs) is the liver working? Are the kidneys intact? Is there blood flow through the umbilical cord? Is the umbilical cord around the neck? Is the placenta pumping blood? Could there be a placenta bleed? Um, all these things, she's going very in depth, Ends up printing me out a bunch of pictures, right? She's like, "Here's your baby. Um, everything looks good to me." But you know, we'll call in the doctor. So the other doctor comes in, tells me, "Hey, everything looks great. We typically would be worried about a placenta bleed with what you're going through, but we do not. We don't see anything. There's no indication of anything going on. Obviously, your doctor will continue to to take care of this. And I'll uh, restate this information to her. But no worries." So I'm like, okay, bitch, send me back up to the room. So I go back up to the room. By this point, it's like, man, 1, 2 p.m. And I'm just chilling. I'm chilling for a while. I'm on my phone. I'm fucking around. Um, I'm kind of updating Instagram, but mostly because I just thought like that this was just a, something to document as in like, hey guys, this can happen. Like be aware, Do in eight weeks. Woo! <laughs> I was not fucking expecting for it to be what it was right so contraction started to pick up a little bit i noticed around maybe like a 4 30 time period um that i was starting to contract and have to breathe through it so it was like the most intense period cramp to start right it was like a period cramp Low period cramp. It's like you almost feel the the bottom of your pelvic floor and the top of your abs come together, right? If that's what it feels like, it's like a cramp from the top and the bottom of your core, but still low in like that pelvic area. And I remember having my first one, and I was kind of like, "Ooh, hmm, hmm." (laughs) And I looked at Wyatt, and he goes, "Did that kind of hurt?" And I was like, "That was." That wasn't comfortable. Like, that wasn't a Braxton Hick. Was that a fucking contraction? So the nurse comes in, um, and by this point, they put me on IVs. They have not fed me or gave me anything to fucking drink, guys. They had to prepare me for a possible emergency C-section in worst-case scenario. So I had to consent to that, number one. And number two, in order to prevent aspiration during that procedure if it had to be done, I had to be cleared. You know, I I couldn't eat or drink anything, especially if they could control it, right? So I was low on fluids. I mean, I didn't drink I didn't drink anything all fucking day, guys. I woke up and ran there. Um so they were feeding me, well, giving me fluids and IVs. She comes in and she's like, uh, because again, they're still monitoring me. I see you just had a contraction. How what did that feel like? I said, I'm gonna be honest, I kind of had to breathe through that, but like I'm good they're like all right you know noted it charted it they start coming in about every you know eight minutes now hey uh, we saw you had another contraction good news the baby's heart rate didn't really drop with the last few but what are you feeling so i told them they're like all right well i'm gonna page your doctor um blah 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 so at this point i still don't really i'm not really comprehending the fact that i could be going into labor like this is just not real to me i'm just like what the fuck's going on i just when am I going to go home? That's literally all I'm thinking about. It's just like, when is this going to be normal? I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm good. So then it comes to about five o'clock PM and I had a contraction that I literally had to almost bear down for. Right. So you see pictures of like women bent over in the hallways, right. Um, of hospitals pre COVID. That was how I felt. Like, I felt like I literally had to do that. I can understand why those pictures Happen now because to be in that like bent over position alleviates, well, it makes you think <laughs> it alleviates pain. So I breathed through that one. I kind of was like, Oh, fuck. And the nurse was in there and she said, What would you rate that one? I said, That was probably an eight or nine. You can go ahead and chart that. That one fucking hurt. She said, Charted, that one fucking hurt. And <laughs> so again, nurses were so, so amazing. But, um, I got up because they needed another pee sample. So again, this is like within a minute, right? I get out of the bed after that contraction. I walk over to the bathroom. All of a sudden I'm hunched over in the doorway. Same thing. Ooh. Okay. She's like, did you just have another one? And I was like, yeah. She immediately gets on her little vocera thing. And she's like, yeah, we need to page Dr. Birkenholtz. She's having contractions every two minutes. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? right? I just go pee. I take a nice piss. I kind of had to take a shit. I'm going to be honest. I had to take a shit, but I didn't. I didn't because I was like, I don't want them to know I took a shit. I don't want them to have to check my vag. What if I have poop left? Like, I, I don't know what's going on with my body right now. So I'm just going to hold it in <laughs> and we'll get back to that in a second. So all of a sudden, um, things start heating up at this point. It's like maybe five six and, um, they're trying to get someone to come check me. And at this point they're, they're briefing me, you know, they're coming up to my bedside and they're like, Hey, here's what's going on. Um, you're contracting a lot. We're going to have someone come in here and serve, uh, check your cervix just to see where, where you could be at. Make sure that nothing's going on. Um, you know, this could be a preterm labor. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? This is fucking Labor Day weekend, bitch. I took Tuesday off as well as Monday. Like, this shit is not supposed to be fucking happening. It is literally a random fucking Tuesday. Don't tell me I'm having a baby at 31 weeks and four fucking days. So I just start getting emotional. I'm freaking out. And they're, again, very calming. And (laughs) all of a sudden, this is like 20 minutes later. Dude, I'm, I'm contracting like a fucking bitch. If you guys... If you guys have had birth out there, I'm probably taking you back to one of the most painful experiences you've ever gone through. And if you guys haven't given birth yet, I want to encourage you to know that, number one, your body can fucking do it. All right? You you are made for this. You, our bodies and our minds during labor, during having a baby, we're fucking made for this. So I don't want anyone out here scared of this experience because it was fucking empowering. It was badass. Did it fucking hurt? Sure. But it is so beautiful that you, as much as it hurts, you don't fucking care. Like it's, it's the weirdest experience. So if anyone out there is just scared and terrified of childbirth, granted, I didn't have a lot of time to like psychologically understand that I was going into fucking labor, right? Like my water didn't break, nothing like that. But still... You can fucking do it. So I just want to throw that out there. You can do it. Do not be scared. Your body is, our bodies are made for it as women. I mean, it's awesome. So I'm sitting here, I'm, dude, I'm screaming. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm doing the whole like, <clears throat> like, you know, like when you're really sick as a kid and the only thing that feels good is when you kind of moan a little bit, but like not sexually, you know, you're just like, <clears throat> and it just feels good. That's what it was like every contraction. And then I started getting into the fuck me. (laughs) And at this point, the nurses are paging every doctor they can to come check me because my doctor is currently unavailable. Right. She's leaving the office to come to me, but she cannot be here to immediately check me. So I'm I'm starting to fucking sweat. I'm like, what is going on? All of a sudden, a girl comes in with this little cart in this little wand. And she's like, hi, my name's blank. I literally don't remember. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go ahead and check you, check your cervix. This is going to go in and we're just going to kind of measure. So they tell me to flip over to my back. The most fucking uncomfortable position during labor is on your fucking back, especially flat back. All right. Obviously not ideal, but she needed to get in there. So she shoves this thing up me. It is so uncomfortable and I'm contracting at the same time. So when you're contracting, all you want to do is move around, right? Like kind of move through it and I couldn't move. All right. Well, I fucking was right. So she rips the thing out and she's like, well, this isn't going to work. She shoves her motherfucking hand so far up my fucking vagina, dude. I've never even been fingered that hard. Like it was fucked up. Up. I was not prepared for the level of invasiveness of this procedure. Okay. So she had to get up there, right? Because she needs to feel the cervix, not just my vagina walls. Okay. She's got to feel up there. She's moving her fingers around for, I mean, literally might have been like seven seconds. It wasn't that much. But she pulls her fucking finger out. All of a sudden, I feel wet, like really wet. Like, I like, I don't know if I peed. I like, I don't know what's going on. She pulls out, she goes, um, yeah, she's five centimeters dilated. The room, when I tell you it went into fucking stealth mode, it went into fucking stealth mode. I literally had a goddamn bomb squad in this room with me. I had like three dude nurses, number one, three girl nurses. Then I had like two other, like attending residents or doctors in there as well. And at this point, I was in the high-risk ward, right? So I was in the high-risk unit. So they pulled us out. Everyone is just fucking talking. Wyatt's in the corner, like, crying and hyperventilating. He has no fucking clue what's going on. He he has not been around pregnant people ever, like babies, nothing. So he has no clue. And for me, you know, I've seen my sister give birth. I've seen even my mom give birth, like, you know, to my little brother. I know what pregnancy is and what it looks like. Wyatt had no clue. He's literally emotional as fuck in the corner okay he's worried freaking out and we're gonna do a q a here you know in a few episodes so like hang tight with what he has to say too but it was nuts right all of a sudden within i'm talking three minutes they're wheeling me out to labor and delivery like an actual room that i would be delivering in um since there are different rooms for like admission labor delivery and then post-birth So I get into this next room. I'm fucking screaming by this point. I had the most amazing delivery L and D nurse. Her name was Dinah. She was so fucking funny. I literally kept having contractions and I was like, fuck. And she was like, you're my kind of person. I said, she's like, I fucking love a good fuck. And she's just like laughing. And it was just so great. Again, fucking, I love nurses, dude. Totally different appreciation for the labor and delivery nurses and you now. Um, so anyway, get wheeled out. And she puts me on the bed. I'm on the bed. My doctor finally fucking shows up. I'm like, thank God, bitch. What the, where have you fucking been, dude? What the hell, Michelle Birkenholz? Let's go, you know, get in my vagina, figure it out. At this point when they wheel me down, my my nurse Dinah, she does tell me, listen, honey, you are going to have a baby today this baby is coming. I want you to be ready for it. We're going to take care of you. I start fucking bawling. Like I'm like, what? I literally I think was crying saying what the fuck. So we're heading over. All of a sudden I'm in the bed in this, you know, delivery room. Dinah brings me up and I said, wait, my platelets might be low because I had thrombocytopenia. She said, nope, we checked your platelets this morning with the blood work. You're at 118. You are good to go for an epidural. We want to prevent a C-section as much as we can. So Dr. Birkenholtz rolls in. She's like, Hey, we're going to get an epidural started. This guy's coming early. We're going to fucking do it. And you're going to do great. We're going to do great. And I'm just like, Holy, Holy shit. Holy shit. At this point, I've not even looked at Wyatt in like an hour. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what's going on. Um, so I get up on the side of the bed, the freaking, I don't even know, anesthesiologist, maybe she was a nurse anesthetist, comes in to give me my epidural mind you I did not see that motherfucker I didn't want to see it didn't want to see the needle didn't give a shit I already had one stick earlier that morning in my ass of a steroid shot to help develop the lungs a little bit um for the baby and so by that point I was like needles fuck no take them away don't want to see it so I'm hunched over the bed contracting and again you cannot fucking move in an epidural guys, if you move during an epidural, you could fuck yourself. All right. So my nurse, Dinah literally told me, grab my hand, grab my hand. And the other hand, I had my little fruit. I have a little like stress ball fruit that I take when I go on planes and I had them with me. Um, thank God. And they were actually really helpful. So if you're going into labor, have like a stress ball. It was like really nice to have truly. Um, so I grabbed Dinah's other hand and she goes, squeeze as hard as you need to give me a reason not to fucking come to work tomorrow. And I, I start almost laughing and I'm like, what the fuck is going on again? I am just in such shock. My body is going in that fight or flight mode. So they put in the epidural. Let me tell you guys, I'm going to be very transparent. It didn't fucking hurt at all. Didn't hurt at all. Might've been a little bit of a weird sensation, like just having a, having a poke in the spinal column, you know, Um, it did take like probably 20 seconds, 30 seconds to do, you know, like they have to kind of get the, like get the needle in position, right. To where you're not going to be fucking paralyzed. Then they have to put it in whatever. So she gets done with it, pulls it out. They lay me on my side while I'm sitting up though. My blood pressure drops, heart rate drops, cold, clammy. Um, I, I literally thought I was going to pass out. I mean, I, I was not well, when you hear about delivery stories and, you know, mom's, going into like cardiac arrest or shit. Like I literally thought that was going to be me. Like I, I was not cooking good. I was not good. They laid me down, immediately put some cold washcloths. I kept telling them like, I don't feel good. Like what is wrong with me? They're like, we got you. We got you. They're monitoring me. They're monitoring the baby. Like everything they took care of. They just did such a fantastic job. So within a few seconds, maybe not seconds, maybe within two minutes, I start to feel good. I literally at one point rolled over and I was like, guys, I'm good. What's good? Like I was almost high again. Um, at that point. So then laying on the bed, doctor comes in and, um, she rolls me on my side. So I'm kind of like, like side laying. And then I'm almost in a butterfly position on my side, right? So almost like a banded clam. If you think of you're in the gym, you know, you're doing clams for that outer glute. I was in that position. She checks me again. And at this point it's like been 20 minutes. I'm seven centimeters dilated. So shit is fucking rocking. She leaves all of a sudden bomb squad comes in, right? And a dude comes and enters my vagina and i'm eight centimeters dilated so again he shit's starting to heat up again they're getting me all these medicines to try to delay labor and they can't and or you know well they're delaying it as much as possible but my body is just going so he shoves his fingers up there he's like she's eight now this is all happening within like 10 minutes doctor comes back in bomb squad leaves doctor puts me in the same position, puts her fingers back up there. She's kind of moving it around. So uncomfortable. Oh my God. And, um, by this point I'm starting to go numb. Like for sure that epidural, God, dude, God fucking bless the epidural. Um, such a great decision on my part. So I'm starting to feel pretty good. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm crushing it. Right. So she checks me and she's like, all right. Um, you're nine centimeters. I'm breaking your water. Cause it didn't break naturally yet. She put a little, like literally like a stick up my vagina, broke it, felt like I peed. Um, all of a sudden I'm throwing up. I get threw up from the epidural, very common. Um, so while I was throwing up, I had a pillow in between my legs, um, sideline bro. I was pissing all over the pillow. I could not control it. I, I don't know if I was pissing. I don't know if it's a little bit of also water break, but I told them, I'm like, I think I'm peeing everywhere. <laughs> and they're like, girl, we don't care. We've seen worse. Do what you, we don't, we do not care. So within the next five minutes, bomb squad comes back in. They're like, all right, we're preparing for a baby. Um, they're running through like protocols, you know, where they kind of have to like say shit out loud. Um, so they're like, Desiree Piper, 25, came in this morning, fetal movement decreased currently nine centimeters dilated. We're, we push this, we push this. We have an IV here. You know, they're running through protocols. They're counting off all the like, um, medical supplies. Right. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm having a baby. Holy shit. I'm having a baby. So they put my feet up in stirrups. My doctor's like, Wyatt, dad, come on. He gets over. And I said, don't fucking look at me. Meaning like my vagina. She, Michelle, my doctor, she's like, yeah, he's going to be looking. (laughs) like, great. So I'm in stirrups. And before you know it, dude, she's, I'm pushing, I'm fucking doing the thing I'm bearing down. Um, I'm really focusing on like deep core pushing, um, focusing on, on breathing really deep from like my diaphragm. Like I I was just doing everything that I, I maybe thought was right to where I'm not just like blowing out my core, um, and blowing out everything. Right. So Wyatt during every contraction, I pushed for three total contractions, Wyatt and the nurse on the, my other side push my feet in and then I pull under my thighs in, right? So kind of like a missionary sex position, but like worse, obviously. And so while I'm pushing, they're pushing me, okay? So then I notice I start to feel pressure down in my vagina. And it's like the weirdest thing because you think people tell you like, oh yeah, it's kind of like pushing out a shit but like the feeling isn't the same at all. Like pushing from your anus is so different than a vaginal push. Like it's, it is so indescribable, but it's so amazing. So I'm pushing, I'm like, and then I keep saying out loud, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good, you're good, you're doing great. I'm literally talking to myself, you're doing awesome. You're doing awesome, You're. we're fine, we're fine. It was so funny, but it really was great. And my doctor and my nurse were also like, "Dad's, you're so strong. You're doing great. Like the, the amount of support and encouragement that they give you during birth is just so cool. It's like being in a fucking like sports arena. Um, so everyone else is literally around just watching, documenting stuff, writing things down, getting ready to take the baby immediately, right? Cause he's going to be preemie. Um, what do they need to do? They need to assess him right away. Is he screaming? Is he crying? You know, they're all preparing for that while I'm pushing, So I pushed for about probably 10 minutes max, you know, and, um, I feel this pressure. It feels weird. I could, I could tell when the head was coming out because it was like, it felt like I was birthing a golf ball, like not a golf ball, probably a fucking softball. Um, and when you had to take a break, because when you take a break and you push during a contraction, it helps you not tear like tear your vagina, literally. But when you push and there's not a contraction, you're not using that natural body, almost if you want to call it momentum to help you push it out. Right. So during this, when I had to take a break, right. When she's like, "All right, you're not, you know, take a break, breathe. It was just like this constant pressure in my vag. And it, it was very uncomfortable. It wasn't painful. It was just uncomfortable. The rest was pretty painful not but also like it it wasn't like oh my god I, I don't know how to explain it like i don't want to say childbirth was easy cuz it's not but with that epidural with with the and adrenaline with again that positive affirmation in your own head saying like dude my body's fucking made for this it is it's easy it's easy because you know you can do it you know what i mean so all of a sudden i do this final push they're like you're almost there you're almost there you're almost there i literally push as hard as i fucking can we're like air comes out of my, my mouth. Like I'm like, (laughs) but I was, I was like, okay, if this is my last push, I'm fucking going for it. All of a sudden I feel like this release, right? It feels like pressure is just out. Um, I see the umbilical cord. I see this baby being brought up to my chest. Um, he's crying. Like he, he had that initial mechanism, you know, to cry and he gets laid on my chest for a second. I'm just like, oh my fucking God, I'm looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you? I didn't even cry in that. And it it wasn't because I wasn't emotional. I think I was just in such shock. I look over Wyatt's bawling. This is like the first time I've looked at him in hours. It's 7.55 PM. I just had a fucking baby. They immediately call Wyatt over to cut the umbilical cord. He did it like a fucking champ. Um, they take the baby right away. So he was on my chest maybe... 10 seconds. I mean it, you know, enough to get a few pictures. The nurse was very kind. She's like, Give me your phone, give me your phone, let me take some pictures. Um, and especially with COVID, you know, they they know how you're what you're doing what you're experiencing, and they were just so loving about it. So after that, they told me, you know, hey, um, you're, you know, we're taking him down, um, everything's okay right now. And they whisk him away. I I didn't even see him. So Maddox was born at 7.55 p.m. He was four pounds. 16 inches, 31 weeks, four days. Um, and that was kind of the wrap, you know, they took them away. They calmed me down. They cleaned me up. They pushed out my placenta. So they actually have to like massage your belly. It's, it's the most uncomfortable thing ever to birth the placenta. And they actually ended up taking the placenta to pathology to get biopsied so we will maybe get an answer like did part of the placenta die was there a bleed in the placenta but when I birthed it and she looked it over she said you know the placenta looks good like maybe it it could have started to detach um to where he wasn't getting the same nutrients he needed to where he wasn't moving you know whatever um but after that she immediately looked at me and she said Des I just want to let you know you already are a great mom you you knew your baby." and you knew something wasn't right, and I am so proud that you came in. I'm so proud of you, and you should be very proud of yourself, and even just saying that out loud makes me almost emotional, because in life, not just pregnancy, but in life, we always chalk things up sometimes. You know, oh, I'm just being dramatic. Like, we kind of degrade ourselves. Oh, I'm just, I'm just overthinking. But like, in certain situations, like, no, you're not. You know, we are all entitled to feel how we need to feel, And especially when it comes to our fucking bodies, don't let someone else tell you what state it's in, right? Don't let someone else tell you what's going on with you. It's your fucking body, no one else. So after that, we went back into another room. They wheeled us into then like mother baby unit. And I was just there without a baby. And I can't say it was weird because I still didn't fucking know what just happened you know so like because it was my first birth like what's normal you know I already had the most uh, abnormal pregnancy ever with like quarantine COVID why not being able to go into ultrasounds this that and the other you know so it was like is this normal like do babies usually not come in the room with you after like I don't know I do not know and so it, I just was still processing what happened and it was just the most unreal feeling ever to know in that 12 hour span, not even, 11. Within that 11 hours, my life changed forever, forever. And um, so after processing that, I you know, finally got to talk to my family. I, I felt a little better they tell me, you know, he's doing okay. He's, in, he's in the NICU. Here's the pro- protocols. Here's what you need to do. Everything just came at us. Like so much fucking paperwork and like applying for his social security card and applying for a birth certificate and fucking insurance and calling this and calling that. And I had to call and cancel appointments that I had and do this. And it was just like, Holy fuck. Like we were just not prepared. Um, but you know what? We fucking did it. You, you sit down and you fucking figure it out. And you you will. Um, so again, if anyone ever goes through this, or even just birth in general, you know, your water breaks and you're like, holy shit, you will figure it out. Don't fucking worry about it. Worry about yourself. Worry about your health. Worry about your baby, your significant other. Everything else, it can fucking wait. I can tell you that. So that night, um, so again, 755 gave birth. We went and saw him probably around 11 p.m. We were finally able to see him. We were able to hold him um which is very special a lot of people they don't get to hold their premature babies right away because they cannot they can't handle it right so we got to hold him, and our nurses already were just so gracious and so educated and educating us and here's what's going on here's why here's why he does this here's what you need to do and before you know it within those few days in the hospital which again i'll be doing an update and i really want to dive in to the NICU experience, because again, I, I think a lot of people look at someone like me and they're like, oh, there's no way she would have a complication. She's a social media influencer. And it just goes to show and a reminder, it can fucking happen to anyone. I don't care how healthy you are, unhealthy, um, how far along you are, anything life in, in, shit happens. So I'll be doing a full NICU, um, kind of dive in just to share that experience a little bit more in depth. But again, the nurses have been so great. Um, and we, we have felt just so confident, um, in our experience there. And it's, it's only day four, um, day four. And we're not sure when we'll be able to take him home. Um, we're really, really, really praying six weeks, um, max. And I, I'm speaking it into existence. You know, I'm speaking it in. We're gonna have him home before Halloween. That I'm speaking it. I'm fucking speaking it. Um, and you know what? If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I. It is all about positive affirmations, especially in an experience like this. And I'm I'm fucking speaking it into existence. So, if you guys could take a second today and just speak that into existence with me, um, you know, and even just a few times a week, like if you if I'd come across your mind. Wyatt and I come across your mind. If you see my stories and it comes across your mind, just speak in existence, you know, they're going to have this baby home before Halloween. They're going to have this baby home before Halloween, or he's going to be home before Halloween. Maddox is going to be home before Halloween. I think I believe in the power of not just prayer, but the power of positivity and um, speaking shit into into reality, right? So that's my goal. That's our goal. And, um, you know, we're going to do what we need to do. But right now, everything's going great um, breast pumping, um, producing a lot of fucking liquid gold. And again, you know, God, I want to educate you guys so much. So many people don't fucking understand pregnancy guys. We're women. So you're telling me we're, we're able to learn how a penis erects, but we're not learning in school, how our body fucking creates life. That's fucking stupid. All right. And I'm calling out the education system on that. Um, so anyway, guys, again, I I don't want to dive into much more. Again, this is a birth story. I don't want to drag out to like another update. I do want to space them out just so you guys can stay involved. And as I learn, I can teach you guys and just share and, and be able to one day, if you have to support someone who goes through this too, or be able to feel support yourself. If you go through this too, Or even just how to support other moms that go through this. Um, It's just so empowering. Um, And I'm I'm just, I'm praying, 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 praying for health for my baby. Um, So yeah, that is my fucking birth story, guys. It's pretty fucking nuts. I'm now sitting here. I have to go pump these titties. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to send them to my email, um, to where I can kind of address them in future podcasts. So if there's anything that you have a question about that I can elaborate on, you know, maybe throw it into my NICU update or my Q and A with Wyatt, you know, birth Q and A or baby Q and A, whatever we want to do, you know, shoot me those so I can kind of write them down and jot them down as well. But as much as it was the craziest experience, everything lines up that it was supposed to happen Um, and uh, I'll have to do maybe an IGTV or something to like also elaborate on that. There's just so much to the story. It's so cool to tell people. It's so cool to speak out loud because it's like the best things are the things unexpected, you know, and it's, it's just so emotional. So I'm going to go ahead and go pump and then we're actually going to go see him. Um, Again, if you guys want to stay tuned to the journey, I document a lot on my Instagram um, B, three underscores after, or my Des Piper, three underscores after Instagram. That's kind of where I get a little bit more vulnerable just cause y'all really fucking ride with me there. And I ride with you. So that's kind of where I spam a lot. Um, but yeah, just keep us in your, th- in your thoughts, guys. I have, I just have a weird adjustment to make because I almost feel guilty doing normal work when I have a kid now, but like, he's not here. And, um, it's just, it's a weird feeling. So if you guys could just, you know, continue to support however you can, even in prayers, thoughts, positive affirmations, all of that. Um, I'd appreciate it so much. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing fucking Sunday. Um, by this point, I'm probably going to see my kid again too. Although I'm recording this obviously on like the 12th. (laughs) Um, but I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next Sunday.